Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. He's had lunch with Alice Cooper, he had too many drinks and he's probably going to fall asleep. We welcome Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as some of the cool kids have started calling it recently, Rahalastapur. Wow, there's lots of cool kids in. Um, I've given everyone in the audience uh, a pucker pad today, uh, and uh, I've asked them to write down every other comedian they've ever been to see, and what jokes they laughed at. I've collected them up. If I do a joke about a subject that you've laughed at before and you don't laugh about now, I'm going to make you rub cream into my back. Nice cream, though, you know, like, out of a cow. Uh, so, uh, I, I have had lunch with Alice Cooper today, not just him, uh, but he was on my table. I was at the Q Awards, uh, presents, for some reason, presenting an award uh, to, uh, to Pulp, who are oh, good, they're nice, aren't they? Uh, so I met Alice Cooper, also the Sugar Babes were there. I had to follow the Sugar Babes. Uh, to be honest, I've been following them for quite a while. I think I was the only person in the room who hadn't actually been in the Sugar Babes at some point, both. <laughs> both literally and um, <laughs> nice good to see the sugar babes back eh that's what we that's well, that's where everyone wants. do you remember the sugar babes do you do you remember the some stuff that happened in the past and I also very excitingly um, uh, yesterday uh, was my wife's birthday she's a big Harry Potter fan we went to Harry Potter world in not the actual world of Harry Potter we didn't go fly into a magic realm uh, it's just outside Watford uh, <laughs> which must be a disappointment to any American tourist going there uh, but uh, uh, it's quite good I don't really like Harry Potter that much so you know a bit of a waste of an evening for me but uh, it was but no, it's even if it was very expensive but apart from that it was it was actually very enjoyable but at the end the very exciting thing they had the handprints of all the three young stars of Harry Potter the ginger one and Harry and Hermione and my hand is exactly it's quite a small hand I've got as you'll notice if the people here because that's what you're paying for when you come you get to see my hand is exactly the same size as uh, Emma Watson's hand exactly <laughs> Exactly, it just fit exactly. It's tiny, isn't it? It's like a tiny... It is. It's not quite a beadle's hand. That's, not, that's just in the picture. Uh, but it's a tiny... It's like the, I used to do a routine about it being like the hand of a seven-year-old girl. And, uh, and, I, and, then the, I, and I, when I was at school, I genuinely was upset about the size of my hands because I thought no woman would ever marry me. Ah, take that, young Richard Herring. I am. It only took 45 years, but I'm married. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, but now I see it as a blessing and I did I used to do a routine where I say you know, that what I do now with my small handed power is that I lure paedophiles into a, a room <laughs> that this, it sort of says free child sex this way paedophile says and sees that and goes oh that's, that's what I'm interested in huh? <laughs> I take advantage of this I hope it's not a trap of any kind and I get in them and I'm behind a curtain and, uh, and I go come in yes this is where the free child wank happens oh, it's and I reach through the curtain and I wank off the paedophiles. And uh, I used to do a routine about this. And a lot of people... A lot of people looking... I don't particularly enjoy wanking off paedophiles. I, I'm doing that for the good of society. You know, if you think about it, while they're being wanked off by me, they're not abusing any kids, are they? So you say you're against paedophilia, but what are you doing about it? Nothing. I'm out there... getting my hands dirty, but I've... Uh, I've realised I can now... I'm a t hand twin of, you know, Emma Watson. So, fellas, if I get, if I got behind this curtain, exactly, that is a that is a proper, and that isn't 
Yeah, it's a bit perverted, but it's not that perverted. She's an adult, so that's okay. I think I might offer that as a service. See, weird, isn't it? You're actually more upset about the Emma Watson wanking off than the wanking off... Me wanking off paedophiles. It's your fucking moral system that is out of skew here, London. Um, okay, well... Not going to cut it out of the podcast. Uh, it's going to stay. That was my fucking. I should have done the Joe Dolce bit instead, shouldn't I? <laughs> that's the, That's where you know. That's where you never know. You never know. I thought, oh, they'll love being wanked off by a miney from behind a curtain. <laughs> some some reason they find it, and I know it's many of you laughed at the exact same joke when Jimmy Carr did it in the Pucker Pat. So how dare you not laugh? <laughs> My fantastic joke. Uh, anyway, look, um, I think we'll probably uh, move on. Uh, I just, I just check. There's nothing else in here before we go. I don't want to. Don't want to. There might be something important. Uh, there is. Oh, I was going to tell you about Jimmy Savile. The real, the real, um, the real. The, there's a lot of stuff come out about Jimmy Savile recently. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, and uh, people get very touchy about this subject now for some reason. But um, they used to love it. Uh, but uh, the real. I've, there was a rumor I'd always heard about Jimmy Savile that hasn't come out, and that is that he never actually didn't run the marathons. And you might think that's not all that big a deal now. What's coming? I think that's worse. That I've run, I've run a marathon. It's really fucking difficult. He used to run like a bit, and then he would get in a car or an ambulance and be driven a bit further on. And that's, this is seriously true. This was the rumor about him, and this hasn't come out yet, has it? But think of all the people who must have colluded with him there. He was stealing, thinking he's doing it for charity. He was stealing money from you by not running a marathon properly. It's a terrible thing. And I think they should have kept Jimmy Savile running as many marathons as possible. Those people, you know, he would have been too tired, wouldn't he, to get up to any other shenanigans. They should have made him run a couple of marathons a day, not helped him run less than a marathon a day. No, not so much into the paedophile material here. <laughs> It's a different world, the culture's changed, you know, before all the things that have happened. It was, we used to love paedophiles in the old days and laugh at it. <laughs> Jimmy Savile's just ruined it for everyone, I tell you. He's fucked it for me. So, um, I think I've got you to a point where you're very excited. <laughs> um, so, we're going to introduce our guest. Will you please welcome, you will know him best, of course, as... The, well, not, that's, no, not, that's not what he's best known He's best known as Mitch in Phineas and Ferb. That is why you have... Plays the voice of Mitch, and I'm sure you've all... We're going to hear a lot about that. Will you please welcome David Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. Come in, sit down. You can hold the microphone or leave it in the thing, whichever way you feel. He's drinking red wine. David Mitchell. Hello. There he is. Got a beard and everything. So uh, we'll get it out of the way because everyone wants to talk about this. You know, you must get fed up of talking about it, but we'll get it out of the way first. Um, tell us all about M Mitch in Phineas and Ferb and what that was like. Uh... To, to work on. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was like when you go to a room with a microphone <laughs> yeah. in it and you're there for about 23 minutes <laughs> yeah. and you read things out yeah. and people on, the, on, the, on sort, of the, sort of like the high-tech phone... Yeah. in America, say, could you do that again, but a bit louder? <laughs> and I do that, because I'm yeah. a professional. And then they go, yeah, thanks very much. And um, See, it's, they... it's made by Disney. Oh, is it? Yeah. And yet it pays quite poorly. So, <laughs> I don't know. They're, do, they're people, uh, do people shout out your catchphrases from that in the street? Uh, you thought you were clever disguising your ship, but I've got you now. Do people shout that out? <laughs> 
No, they shout that. No, no one's. No. Occasionally, people refer to it on Twitter. Do they? Yeah. Do people shout out, "Hey, look, it's Mitch"? But sometimes they call him Big Mitch. They do that. Is that? Is that? A, that's one I mean, of the lies. Literally, do not some of these. The some, I was lying. Some of the things they didn't ask me to say it again loudly. <laughs> so, so I've only they've only it's passed good. very briefly through my eyes, brain, and out of my mouth. So, but it's a good program, I believe. Is it from the bits I've seen? Basically, it's for children. And I I'm found it a bit childish. Yeah. Well, has anyone watched it? Oh yeah, my God! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How can you have watched it? This is his Davy from the from the Henry the Sixth Part Two. This is his equivalent. <laughs> you mad? You never. You have to have everything that David Mitchell's ever said. You have to hit. I don't remember David Mitchell. You don't remember him in it. No. He plays Mitch. It's a clue. It's a clue yeah. in the. Did they name the character after you? Well, uh, in rather rudely, instead of actually televising me, they just have a drawing. <laughs> so. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. I watched it in... I watched about three minutes of it. Those are two of his first lines. <laughs> so, um... You've got I'm, a book out. I'm playing like a baddie in it. You are. It's showing I display range. It's the closest I've ever got to an Oscar. <laughs> he still, he still yeah. just talks in the same voice as you talk in, though. Yeah, no, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he says things I wouldn't say if I w wasn't in a, a voice booth in London paid for slightly by Disney. Um, you by the way, should I be... Is it unmanly of me not to hold the microphone? It's a little... I, I, it's, it's, a little it's like, feminine, it's like it's a sort of cigarette holder. <laughs> I, sort of, you know. I like um, to hold it, but, you know, it's up to you. Because I feel I'm not a stand-up comedian. I've no. never done stand-up. I therefore feel I'm not really qualified. Have a stand to help you out. Shall I... Yeah, okay, I'll leave it there for have a you while. got a hand twin? Do you know what? Have you got the same size hands as any one that anyone would be? I don't know. I've got. Let's see how big you. So your hands are probably more the sort of Daniel Radcliffe size. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. a little bit bigger than mine. Yeah. How do you? I mean, you know, if, if if Emma Watson's genuinely got those hands on the end of her, doesn't? And you yeah. never see pictures of her hands ever, and that's why. Look, my hands are pretty ugly. They're kind of short and quite fat, and it's like a, it's like a sort of frog. Hand. It's like a frog, a hand a frog would have. A man who's been half turned into a frog. Said, but without, like a the, without the extra suction. <laughs> so no. And that's what you get with Emma Watson. Right. Would you be interested yeah. in my service of being wanked off from behind a curtain? Either that I'd be pretending to be a child. Yeah. This is... He works for the BBC. Yeah. I just, this is a little test. <laughs> under. If I was pretending to be a child, no. but I wasn't a child. No, Un unlike, you know, yeah. everyone else at the BBC, <laughs> uh, I am neither a paedophile, nor do I fancy that, that person from uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Emma... Emma Watson. So, the Herm Hermione. Hermione. Yeah. yeah, who was obviously a child <laughs> for much of her career. That is, but it's also true you know, of, be, of all you know. women, though, and men. They were yeah. once children, so if you, yes. if, you if, it's, if yeah. the definition of paedophile gets broadened out to having to sex with anyone <laughs> who was once a child, <laughs> then we, uh, we, you know, we're all going to be in a bit of trouble. But I think it's going to get that way. Yeah. I think it. I think that the, the Daily Mail have their way. Yeah. <laughs> They'll yeah, just that, put a picture of a baby and go. All, all of the, David Mitchell all is of marrying the, this the baby. Former children. <laughs> the former children that BBC executives have been openly fucking. <laughs> <laughs> It's, 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 it's also run by former children, <laughs> which, is, which is child labour. Yeah. 
It's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Um, do you ever get mistaken uh, for David Mitchell from uh, the cl- of Cloud Atlas fame? Because um, also, you've written a book now, so that you've moved into y- his territory. Yeah. Well, the book I've written has yeah. got a photograph of me on the front, right? In, in order to make it clear that I that it's not written by the more highly respected <laughs> author. But does anyone know what he looks like? Because they yeah. might just think that Dave, the other David Mitchell was you all along. <laughs> Uh, don't well, you think did yeah, it, yeah, who no, came I, first who was first famous uh, was it you or him because one of you is basically <laughs> there's a guy there's another Jeffrey Archer isn't yeah. there? there's, a Jeff, there's Jeffrey Archer the yeah. awful conservative man who puts yeah, money the behind the lying lord yeah uh, and there's another Jeffrey Archer who spells it with a G who also writes books but I imagine someone just went no you're called Jeffrey Archer why yeah. don't you write some books <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we might sell some but who, who came first out of you I, and David Mitchell I, well David he Mitchell? he came first as in he existed first right. he's a bit older than me right. so he was a David Mitchell he's a pre-existing David Mitchell right. which I you know just makes me more irritated really um, I don't know when I don't know when his first book was maybe someone who's mistakenly come hoping for a literary tour <laughs> from that David Mitchell can say when his so, first novel was published it might explain why they were so upset by all the my paedophile jokes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought they were going to get I reckon that I had written a sketch that was on Radio 4 before his first right. novel came out which means you know, if there was a rule about writers, yeah. then he'd have to have changed his name. Do you ever get mistaken for David Mitchell, the director of Arthur Negus uh, in Joyce? <laughs> uh, no, no. I quite like, no. We quite like to know what Arthur Negus in Joyce. Yeah, Do you remember okay, well. Arthur Negus? Yeah, huh, it's no good if you remember him. Yeah. Uh, that's, no, that's not observational. Are you, do you ever get mistaken for David Mitchell, writer of Flashbacks with Barry Humphreys? Um, <laughs> or is that you? Yeah. No, that isn't. I didn't write no. flashbacks. Flashbacks with Barry Humphrey. <laughs> that comes with quite a sinister. <laughs> people sinister people who flash their backs. <laughs> it could be. Or just people kind of going, oh my God, oh, I right. just remember what Barry Humphreys did to me <laughs> in the BBC, in his dressing room the BBC. Um, are you ever mistaken? Yeah. This could take some time. There are 43 David Mitchells yeah. on the imdb.com yeah. page. Yeah. Did you know that? You're no, number no. six. That's why I can't believe you're the sixth one. Yeah. There's, there's three Rich Terrings. I'm, I think I'm number one. I would like and to think... I think they that judge that it by who's best. I, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I think I'm more well-known than the well, other five. Why but are you I'm number six? I wouldn't claim to be you know, better than them. Mm-hmm. One, there's a David Mitchell who is in a uh, soap opera in uh, Ireland yeah. called... Um, He's called David Mitchell. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember... <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of the soap opera. Oh, I see. Uh, and I don't know why, because it wouldn't I'm, be entertaining that. or anything. But, I don't um, think I've got that one. But there's, there's, there's da- 43... Dame, ne- Dame Nellie Melba's father was oh. called David Mitchell. It's quite a popular name. There's yeah. 43 David Mitchells on imdb.com. Yeah. Then there's another 12 David Mitchells who have David Mitchell in their name, some of whom are David Mitchell, some there's of whom a, are a Mer- Ian a, David a Brian David Mitchell, yeah. who's, I think, a bit of... I, I never actually looked to see exactly what he'd done, but yeah. it, it didn't go down well. I think it was a bit murdery. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, there's only one character in a TV programme or film called David Mitchell, who right. is... Um, Dr. David Mitchell from the Zoo family, who was played by Peter Curtin. <laughs> but that's incredible. There's 43 yeah. Yeah. David Mitchells working in the world of television mm. and film. That's what I've had to fight through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then no one says that's a good name for a character. No. It's like a real name, but no one wants to put it as their character. 
Yeah, even I though it was it's so obviously plausible. It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Are you related to I, David it, it, Mitchell? The, do we ever mistake for David Mitchell, the production designer of My Dinner with Andre? No, no, no relation. Has <laughs> anyone, anyone ever rocked My Can Dinner come with Andre? Then the other film, My Dinner with Andre, it's a very famous uh, sort of artsy film, isn't it? Which. Uh, there's not a dolphin in it, no way. That's, it's too human. It's not a dolphin having a ditch a dinner with Andre. That would be insane. It's two men having dinner with each other, one of whom is uh, in uh, The Princess Bride. Yeah. Uh, in the film? Yeah. He's in the... Do they yeah. talk about that? I don't know. How, I just bought how, it for my wife. I bought it for my wife for her birthday. Right. Um, this is a true story. It happened this weekend. Uh, it was my wife's birthday on Sunday. I hadn't bought her a present, and I was doing a gig at the Purcell Room in the South Bank mm-hmm. on Saturday night, the day before her. So I went to the BFI shop, <laughs> which is the only shop that was open, and bought her my dinner with Andre and a book of Woody Allen cartoons. And then I pretended I'd thought I'd bought her a present. <laughs> I mean, I had brought her a present, uh, yeah, but, but I'd just done it from the BFI shop. She'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> She's just sitting there for that. All right. So, uh, Otherwise, it would have been a secret. <laughs> she, she, well, why have you got some? Beer? Why have they all got beer? And it was a some like it hot card. I got birthday card. True story. Didn't have to be funny. It's true. Uh, so um, the book's out. Let's talk about the book because it, it sounds a, a fascinating w- a way of doing an autobiography, and it's got a lovely uh, ending to it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's called yeah. It's it's a sort of an autobiography, but I do it like a walk. Yes, because uh, I've got a bad back. And every day I do a walk for about an hour. And I did. I walked here tonight. Did you? Yeah. I thought um, you were perspiring a little as you... Yeah, that, was, that would have been the walking. The walking. Wow. And, yeah. That's, uh, it's not funny, but it's true. No, it's it is. One of those <laughs> days. And, uh, yeah, so I thought, I'd, um, I thought if I, um, call, you know, if I did it as a walk, I could miss out the boring parts of my life. Yeah. I could put things in about what sort of annoys me in the world, because that's the way I desperately try and amuse <laughs> is by finding things that irritate me. Um, and uh, I also thought that way there's a good pun in the title, which actually I didn't think of myself. It was thought of by the producer Dan Patterson, right. who, uh, who I, I feel very guilty to have taken. To be fair, he didn't have a back pain-based memoir in the <laughs> pipeline. He did suggest it to me. So... Um, Back, yeah. The backstory. Backstory is backstory. what it's called. Backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I had yeah. a different idea of what it would be about. <laughs> I thought it would be about all the anal sex that David Mitchell had had and then take telling his autobiography. Wouldn't that, that be? Wouldn't that be? I'm, I'm giving up on the, the, sort of the, the cigarette holder uh, mic stand. Yeah, this um, is nice. Um, I immediately feel more relaxed. Yeah. Um, but so you thought it was, it was about anal sex? I did, that's what I Wouldn't I have called it bum story? <laughs> Uh, you couldn't have done that. It would have been too. Uh, it's like a rather, a, rather an elegant allusion <laughs> yeah. to sodomy. The kind of backstory, a story of the times that the back part of me, particularly the orifice thereon, has been, you know, for my own pleasure, violated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. I thought it'd be yeah. about the times you'd violated other people's anuses, but it's interesting oh, that you have chosen the back. That you have, that you've chosen the other one. I think yeah. that's that's where my brilliant interviewing technique pays dividends. <laughs> You put them off guard and suddenly we reveal that David yeah. Mitchell's been sodomised many times. <laughs> Enough times to write a book about it's it. It's actually a book in which he then perversely mentions none of these occasions, despite the, the clear cry for help in the title. Now, actually, it would make more sense, wouldn't it, if I was doing the, the sodomising, because yeah. I would be then sort of looking at backs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I spend a lot of time. Also, if you're doing that, you can yeah. put your pad.
ad on the back of it and be right. It could be right. <laughs> this, this it could just be an autobiography written. This is the story <laughs> I wrote while I glumly fucked. <laughs> strange man after strange man. Okay, I got it doesn't so have, bored to after a while. It have to be men. It doesn't have to be men. It can be women. It's interesting that. <laughs> You're allowed so to have anal sex. It's a, it's a very good point. But only you if mate. they say yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if they say please go ahead that is something yeah. I might enjoy um, so it's not that no. so I don't need to buy it now that's, uh, uh, and, but it's all about and it's, and it's very sweet because you've fallen in love and it's, and it's quite soppy it's quite like properly lovey-dovey the, well, the, the at, at, the, at the end I mentioned yeah. that I've uh, yeah I'm getting married yeah. and I'm in, all in love which is very nice it means the book has a a sort of happy ending yeah. rather than um, and I don't I mean you probably if I say happy ending you probably think that means a wank <laughs> off after a massage um, but you know well hopefully yeah. it, hopefully yeah. you hopefully you will ejaculate at some point with your wife yeah. so it does, yeah, so it does I, have I, I chose not to describe okay. that in the, in the book perhaps I missed a trick well you did as, as I saw the cum come out of my cock I knew all is finally well with the world I'll stop yeah the end. Yeah, the end. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I've, in many ways, I've been. I've, I've expressed it a lot more prudishly than that, and I'm, I'm very ashamed. Well, I've written a book. I'm, I'm planning a big rewrite, and it's going to be a lot more, a lot cheesier. Um, well, we both we both written quite a similar book, except mine. It pretty much is the dust. <laughs> Uh, well, I've written a book about the year I turned 40 in the year I met my wife, and then, uh, which is, I do a more disgusting things, I would imagine, than you uh, have done. Uh, but, uh, but then I meet my wife, and it's very happy and lovely. But Victoria Corrin, now I want to talk about Victoria because uh, I play poker, and she's very good at poker. She's won millions yeah. of pounds at poker. She has, yeah. Have you worked out a tell on her? You could give me yet a trivia. <laughs> No, I, I, I could have sent you what I would really love to have done is sent you in as a kind of spy uh, and to court her and marry her and then uh, and then all you've done is to work out when she's lying you can just tell what she, a tell is in poker when you can tell someone's lying because they've got a little twitch or they it's a tell because you can tell yes. or, is it, or is it a tell because they're telling <laughs> they can go I've got brilliant hand that's, yeah. a, that's a tell that's it right I've got four kings that's known as a tell right um, uh, I've um, I've only played the sort of poker where you're only allowed two cards. So right. if you yeah. said you had four kings, then that would be that would be, would be either a sign of drunkenness or of cheating. There's some in the middle, though, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah they count. Yeah, but you, yeah, that's why you probably haven't been doing no, very no, well. Yeah. <laughs> if you work uh, up your two, I've got, I've got a two and a seven again. Is that any good? No, David. It, it she, she won most of this million yeah, pounds I, off you. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, I, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. No. If she's got a tell. I imagine she hasn't. Really? No, I, I think I she's pretty I good. Imagine that would be one of the. You know, she, you've done very well for yourself. She's a very attractive, intelligent. Yeah, I, yeah she's. I've, I've done better than I deserve. I yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. In fact, um, in the I noticed this in the Daily Mail. I was reading a piece in the Daily Mail. I don't know if you want to particularly hear this. I don't know if I wrote it. <laughs> but in the Daily Mail, there's a very moving. Actually, for the Daily Mail, quite a nice piece about. Have you seen this piece about you about the book? And it's kind of quite sweet. And it's saying how you're in love with your wife. There's a picture of Victoria there. She looks lovely. Uh, and then you look at the comments from the Daily Mail readers. Oh, smashing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. and uh, Jamie in London says, nice tits. That's, that's yeah. Jamie. <laughs> nice tits. So, well, yeah. I, I presume she's talking about, he's yeah. talking about Victoria, but I don't yeah. it, it yes. think, might, it might not be. That's kind of nice oh. to think that, 
a man would read all of that yeah. and then think, mm, I mm. think I think this article just needs <laughs> yeah. just something. It's very sweet. It's lovely how they fell in love. Nice tits. <laughs> what what is missing here is clearly <laughs> what the journalist has just forgotten it's, to it's, say. It's down to me. It's there. Yeah. Everyone, why is he not written it in the article? Um, so, but you, it is quite, it's quite a sweet love story because you sort of fell in love with her a few years ago and yeah. it didn't quite it, happen. No, we did, yeah, we, I was, we met about five years ago now right. and yeah, we didn't start going out properly for, you know, we, we met, we went on a couple of dates and then uh, she went out with someone else for about three years um, and that was a, I would say, a bad patch in... in <laughs> In, in my life yeah. um, but then after that we started going out again and, yeah, it was and it often was... it works if um, I found with ladies mm. if they go out with someone else who's a real idiot then you yeah. can come along and you look quite good by comparison even if you are also <laughs> that's how it's worked for me yeah. I'm, I'm useless but you know I'm just better than the last person my wife went out with <laughs> so her role her <laughs> <laughs> she so doesn't you, know. You if, she meets, if she meets someone really nice, I'm in trouble. You, you would advocate, as it were, sending someone in. <laughs> yeah. Sending some initially devastating, but subsequently almost immediately twattish person yeah. Yeah. ahead of you yes. to sort of wreak havoc with the emotional state of yeah. the object of your desire. Then you can come, then you yeah. can come in and... yeah. Seem relatively nice. Well, next time I, <laughs> I get choose a life partner, that's what I'll do. <laughs> good, good to know. Yeah. Um, but because you had this, I mean, I, you, I think you talked in the, I think you talk about this in the book. But you, you had this reputation partly based on the characters you play of being a bit of a kind of solitary loser kind of character. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly do. You, do. And um, do you think that is? Uh, but you, I think you were sort of talking about how it isn't necessary that people come to identify you with that character. Well, people definitely identify yeah. me with the uh, character I play in Peep Show, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, although he, uh, he basically has, he, he for most of uh, the time I've been making Peep Show, he's had a lot more sex than me. <laughs> um, although it's never made him happy. Um, but uh, yeah, but also I did, you know, I was on, I, I'm on lots of panel shows, and my persona is the, the sort of, and it's not, a, it's not like it's a lie, but it's a kind of caricature of yeah. me as a sort of buttoned up, um, slightly OCD, slightly <laughs> weird, you know, slightly um, uh, slightly posh loner, yeah. I suppose. And, and the thing is, when you do shows like that, you know, you need somewhere... I mean, it's not like I designed this, but, but you, you fall back on the, your own comic staples, yeah. you know, and... Um, you know, you're, you know, you... Minus the you, wanking off through the curtain. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so people think you, I actually do that, yeah, and I've no, never exactly. wanked for, anyone off through a curtain, never. Yeah. I'm prepared to give it a go for the right amount for, of money. For you, it would be a, a combination of <laughs> innocence and sexual deviancy. <laughs> yes. that, that would be, the, you know, and, um, but it, and, and mine was this, yeah, is this sort of... Um, cross man who's a bit odd and uh, is probably rightly alone and um, you know and I'm very grateful to have you know things you, I can sort of say in an awkward corner on a panel show that will get a laugh by yeah. a, alluding to a lonely moment of masturbation over a ready meal um, but, but, but at the same time it's depressing. When is you the sort ready of... meal just getting in the way of the masturbating? No, I'm, arou the ready, I'm, a, I'm the aroused meal. by the ready meal yeah. in, this, in this scenario. There's, you know, something about the red cabbage. <laughs> I um, think we but... found the new ending. Yeah. 
to the book. Um, but yeah, so but then it's slightly. There was there a point when you sort of get slightly depressed when you sort of think, is, do people think that that is literally all I am? And this wasn't a joke. It was a sort of part of a long scream for help. <laughs> And you which know, is scream for help broken up by, <laughs> by various other rounds in panel shows. I, you know. <laughs> but it's quite odd because, well, I, you know, I was, I was in the first half before there isn't on tape, I was talking about the fact that I never really get invited to any of these things that celebrities get invited to usually, and I've been invited to a couple of them mm. recently, and it's kind of odd. But I've kind of, you seem to be someone who's kind of stepped outside of that world as well. You're not, you don't take uh, drugs as far as I am aware. No, in, f in fact, one of, the, one of the things I say in the book, and by the way, it's too late for anyone to put this right now, is no one has ever, ever offered me any cocaine. Right. And, um, and I was already, I didn't want to take cocaine, and I was already with my answer, which was no, no thanks, and, and my follow-up explanation if they got a bit pushy, you know. Like, no, I, I sort of think, I think, you know, maybe it would be great, but, but you know, if I like it, then that's, a, that's bad, because it's bad for you, and if I don't like it, then I've taken something I don't like, you know. It's, it's, it's absolutely flawless, if utterly mundane reasoning. Um, and I was all braced for it, and it, it's, I've never had to dis deploy that. Yeah. No, and it's very difficult to take that as a compliment <laughs> to, uh, you, you know when you're when no one's ever thought you know a lot and a lot of people I, I wouldn't want to come across like a cokehead <laughs> but, but I, I wouldn't want to come across as someone who just wouldn't consider it it's like it's like if everyone always assumed you were a vegetarian <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being a vegetarian but if, if people just went oh there's no point in even offering them any meat there's <laughs> just clearly they're definitely not up for any meat at all. They're, they're just, you know, they look like they only eat lentils, and I'm so sure I won't even check. <laughs> That's what I am with, with drugs, yeah. in an environment where drugs, you know, there are a lot of people who think they're great. So they think I don't like the thing they think is great, so they think I'm a twat. That's what I'm... <laughs> That's what I've got out of that. I'm the same, no, I am the same, really. I, I've had, I have had some drugs, but very late on in my, um, you know, I, I was in Meal. my... Meal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was in my 30s, so it was right. after, you know, it was sort of... Uh, but I never got offered, I never really got invited to anything. And I yeah. spent most of my 20s sitting at home playing Civilization 2 on my computer all weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some fans yeah. of yeah. If only you'd yeah. been around, young lady, screaming with delight at the idea of a man sitting in his dressing gown, <laughs> eat, yeah. secretly eating bacon that he was pretending he wasn't eating, and uh, <laughs> playing Civilization. I'd, that would be, you could have come and watched. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel, you know, it's, we've, uh, we're very... Uh, it's kind of... It, I think... Look, reading through all your stuff, I find it quite interesting. I think we're quite similar in lots of ways. Not similar in every way, I have to say, but I think we've got a lot of similarities. I'm born on the 12th of July. You're born on the 14th of July. We're both cancer. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you did study modern history. I think I, yeah. and I, I sort of look at your career. A lot of these people I interview on this show are wildly more successful than I am. And I look at your career... Yeah. <laughs> And I can when I started off, that what you do is exactly what I would have wanted to do as a as a comedy career, exactly. And now I'd like I'm, I'm like feeling it. threatened now. No, no. I, mean, I think we're, it's just 
think, no, I, think, just... I think we're, it's sort of like we're almost the same person. I was disappointed <laughs> when our hands didn't turn out to be the same size. <laughs> or that the kind of universe, when we touched, yeah. that the universe just didn't go and sort of suck into us. I was disappointed that didn't happen because I'd become convinced that you were kind of like me. That we split. In a, di- <laughs> a different... Some sort of like, yeah. like a sort of different way of doing sliding doors. <laughs> yeah. moment, where the doors actually went straight through Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> and then implausibly she didn't die. But one half of her walked off to be one sort of comedian yeah. and the other half of her... Yeah. Well, it might explain why I've only got one arm, one leg and half a penis. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, you know, it's kind of, I think in a lot of ways, certainly for anyone, I think, you know, as I was saying in the first half, you're not interested in music. I imagine, like me, you listened to, to well, I listened to lots of records, but probably you watched some videos of comedy a lot. Yeah, you know, no, you, I watched Monty little, Python yeah. videos and Blackadder and videos. And learned them all off by heart and weren't yeah. interested in listening to music and thought yeah. it was a bit stupid that people judge, were judged by what music they liked because you could just yeah. pretend and it's ephemeral shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you know, I, you kind of agree I, with all that, I, I, on all that. Yeah, so but I'm, I'm really, I think I'm just saying you've kind of, it's yeah. kind of, ama- you know, that's an amazing career trajectory that you've kind of gone straight into doing all all, the, all of these things that I think are sort of like a comedy nerd's dream of being a comedian. <laughs> Well, I, I definitely I feel like that I've got the job I dreamt of doing when I was um, when yeah. I was a teenager definitely yeah um, why I, didn't it happen for me Dave what, what do you think went wrong what went wrong I mean I, did, I started yeah. off well and yeah. I had my I was on TV with Stuart Lee yeah. I don't know what happened to him yeah. uh, and uh, and then it's all now I'm sitting here and I'm I'm what? quite sweaty and I haven't even walked from my house yeah. I'm just sitting I'm just sitting here on my own I'm thinking I'm yeah. probably you're, look, you now you look fine Walking well, around is quite good. I'm thinking, look how sweaty I am. You, you don't look die. sweaty. You know, you're just glowing. It's because I'm wearing. Um, it's because I'm no, wearing a suit. Yeah, I, I think. But you, you, you're, you're living the dream. I am living the dream. You're internet publishing. <laughs> your every syllable. Yeah. You know, you're doing twelve different podcasts a week. <laughs> yeah, you're you get, right. Get yeah. to play yourself at snooker. Yeah, you're and right. That's not, and that's not even a, a, a euphemism <laughs> for televising your own wanking, <laughs> which I'm sure you'd find an audience for it out there. <laughs> I think you're right, it is better doing all this stuff for no money rather yeah. than all that ad- adverts yeah. and sitcoms and panel shows, lucrative panel shows. Yeah. yeah. No, you made me feel a lot better about myself. I, mean, uh, I, I wouldn't swap. <laughs> Not but just of, but of all the careers on earth, <laughs> yours would definitely be in the top half that I'd pick. I'd pick. You know, <laughs> uh, well, well above. I mean, I don't want to make iPhones in China. That sounds like yeah, tough work, and I don't want. I don't want to work in PR. <laughs> but no, I, w- I would swap, David. If we, if you want to swap, right. I w- I'm prepared to swap. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Everything. Is it, uh, hold well, on. You can have. I'll, I'll get my wife to stand up. You can have a look at her. <laughs> See if you. I'm prepared to swap the lot. I was gonna. Why don't we just do it for it? Like it'd be like the prince and the pauper. Yeah. Because we look identical. <laughs> no one would know. We'll swap for a day. But then, yeah. like in the prince and the pauper, without you knowing, you, you, I'm going to secretly stay in your in your yeah. life in your life and not tell mm. them that we uh, was. Uh, bl- I've blown this plan already. Are you, are you accusing me <laughs> of doing that to you about ten years ago? I am feeling right. that because it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> You know when you were um, uh, in that stationary cupboard with Izzy Sooty as Dobby and she was rubbing her bum against you? Did you, yes. get, uh, did you get an actual hard-on? A, a, re- a real erection? Yes. No, I didn't, oh. no. But I did worry that that would be embarrassing <laughs> if I did. 
I think it's one of the and most. I, so if I if I had got one, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a proper one. It would have been just a, my penis <laughs> doing that to spite my brain. So. <laughs> Embarrass one like I mustn't laugh. Oh, I'm laughing. I mustn't get an erection. Oh, I've got you know, yeah. which is not it's got to be the least complimentary sort of arousal. It's not arousal, it's it's embarrassment turned sexual. I just, actually, what, what would happen if you googled that? <laughs> Everyone in this room has done that um, <laughs> with my audience. Uh, it's a very sexy scene though. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Do I say thank you? I don't know. I must say that was a really embarrassing scene to shoot. Not because obviously everything in Peep Show is shot, you know, POV. So there was no chance of seeing whether or not I, you know, was, a, was enough of a method actor to be <laughs> aroused below the waist. But, um, uh, but the idea of having to do the sort of face... <laughs> That, that, I, that I think I'd do if, if that were happening. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to betray anything about myself. At that moment, you just want people to go, yeah, that's a perfectly normal face to do when ejaculating in a stationary cupboard. Don't want people to go, sort of go, what, why did you do that? Why, why did, what, is, is that how you are then? Because not, not only, and it's initially embarrassing because there's a crew of 40 people sort of watching on a monitor and then you sort of think, but it's not going to get better. This is, you know, this is going on Channel 4. So, you know, up to 10 times as many people might see this. That's you know. <laughs> very, you know, some people, someone will, and it is not me, someone will have masturbated watching that scene in this room. Sorry, someone in this room will act, or someone will actually have done that in this room. <laughs> well, probably both. Someone but in also, this room. probably with the internet and all the you yeah. know people wanking, it will probably have put someone off their stride <laughs> as well. Someone who is very happy will accidentally have clicked the wrong direction when they were having a lovely time, and then oh, I've been put off my wank by this horrible sitcom, <laughs> by that ugly man doing that weird face. <laughs> I'm going to ask a quick emergency question. I, feel, I thought, the, I thought um, our audience would be more interested in Dobby and the station recovered. I have talked to Izzy Sooty about it on a separate... Wasn't it a very early scene? Was it one of the first scenes you filmed with her? It was, yeah. 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 Which, did, what did she say? Did she say I was, she said she she was, say I was brutal or masterful? <laughs> she said she was very or... aroused. She was disappointed you didn't ask her to marry her there and then. No. Could have been married to Izzy Sooty. No, I can't, I, can't, I can't remember. Anyone remember what Izzy Sooty said about... I think she was similarly embarrassed and thought it was not an appropriate question for, to be asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> asked in an interview. You got proper people interviewing you. I've gave you a pucker pad before the show and you've written down all the interviews you've had with other people. Uh, I saw you on ITV um, playing uh, Aerosmith at table tennis. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did do that on ITV. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, you know, that's... Did anyone see that? No. No, oh, you yeah. missed a treat. It's not, I don't think it's a series. <laughs> <laughs> Partly because you were much better at them at table tennis than they were. I felt yeah. you were playing a little... I don't think you were playing your best, though. I feel you were... Helping, you were getting it back so they could. You felt you didn't want to. Well, show I wanted off. a decent rally, yeah. and I didn't want to look like it, it wouldn't be nice to to you know smash the ball hard <laughs> in the in the face of an aging rock star. <laughs> and what and what if I consequently lost? I lost in a horrible, violent, vindictive moment against you know. I, mean, I wouldn't say they're not national treasures, are they? But you know, sort of. <laughs> It's a Great surreal. American artefacts of rock. <laughs> it's a surreal uh, moment to find yourself in. Yeah. 
I don't now, just... I, I remember thinking this would be perfect for Would I Lie to You, you yes. know, as a, as a truth, or is that true that if it hadn't been on ITV? <laughs> don't be fine if it was on it, Channel 4, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. I think, mm. you know, there could be other, you could be playing sort of snooker against the surviving so, members of Nirvana. Uh, you could yeah. darts. You know, I'm, I'm not going to know. It, I'm not going to know enough band names yeah. to join in with this. Riff. <laughs> okay. But, but okay, you can think of the pastimes. Dance okay. against dance was a fucking yeah. good one. You can fuck off. Yeah. You can fuck off. The audience not laughing at my brilliant joke because I didn't. I didn't even plan that. That just came yeah. out. I, te- I said darts. I'll take you through the comedic process. I said darts. I thought who would be a good band to play darts against? And I thought oh, there is a band called Darts. Forgetting that none of you were alive in the 1970s. <laughs> they were really good. They had a funny one in there. There was, well, there was one bloke who was a bit funny. Was Don Hegarty in darts or was that something else? Someone. Don Hegarty was very good. Dan or Den, which is it? Well, my one man saying... Well, you, just, you have to the agree is letting me down. <laughs> Dan or... I think it's... Darren. Darren Hegarty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Hegartys out there. They're like yeah. David Mitchell. He was very funny. He had kind of crazy eyes. And he was on, on Tiswas as well. We were talking uh-huh. about Tiswas earlier. Yeah. That's just us backstage. I mean, yeah, it's the kind yeah. of thing we talk about backstage. Bar, bar, Emergency. billiards. Bar, uh, billiards. Ba- bagatelle. Bagatelle. Not nine men's Morris. You've got to come up with the band <laughs> I names. Got, I'm, I'm keeping up my fast. ends. You know, <laughs> Jenga, doing... is that a sport? Yeah. <laughs> Jenga against the Wurzels. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not as good as darts with darts. That's just a non sequitur. Yeah. Uh, if you had to have sex with an animal, if you had to, <laughs> you had to do it. I'm yeah. not saying you want to. Which animal would you choose? Oh, you could choose any animal. It's like they're saying, it really is. we're going to wipe out the, ev- the population of the UK unless you, David Mitchell, have sex with an animal. But we're not. That's we're not, not monsters. That's, that's not the same as I had to, is it? <laughs> okay. That's you know, something very important. You, you say, if the alternative were the wiping out of the population of the UK, <laughs> would you have sex with an animal? And if so, which one? I might go, no. Fuck the population of the UK. I don't want to fuck an it animal. includes all your family, your wife yeah, to I'm be. aware of the moral dilemma. I'm just saying... <laughs> It's not the same as I have to. Okay. It's as I have a difficult choice to make. I think, actually, now you said I would probably consent to do my best to have sex with an animal, <laughs> yeah. but I, I definitely think about it. Okay. You know. well, so let's assume you've agreed okay. the, to do it. So but, it's like I had to. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had the choice. You're going to yeah. choose not to have sex with the animal, but something but, unpleasant will happen. <laughs> Unspecified that would really. That you I would think I'd have to get people to specify because unpleasant yeah. things happen all the time. Don't usually get trapped in this part of the, <laughs> with the question. Don't usually. And I'm glad we have done because I'm glad to meet someone more pedantic than me. And I think it's very important when you're asking these questions that the, yeah. every single aspect of them is covered. So thank yeah. you for that. But you have to have sex with an animal. <laughs> the people making you have sex with it aren't monsters. They've said, you can choose, David. You can have right. sex with any animal you want. Right. It could be a specific animal or a breed of animal or a species of animal. <laughs> Which one would you choose? I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine. That's... I, 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 no, I think an animal that, um, you know, I, I think... I just want it to be, as, in general, as low stress as possible for everyone involved. <laughs> The, the animal, but mainly me. <laughs> um, but I, and what constitutes having sex with? I mean, what if I just swatted a fly with my cock? <laughs> Would that count? As long as you if, I, if I just had to sort of make myself 
aroused, possibly not by thinking about a fly, or by thinking about a fly, and then use that to, to sort of assault a fly. But I would not in any meaningful way penetrate the fly, because the fly is so much smaller than the object of penetration. That wouldn't that count. Would, that wouldn't count, because no, right, otherwise I'd say a fly. And I would, I would not can... say a wasp. <laughs> you never know, it might be fun. So it's got to be an animal of sufficient to size a... to be able to enter. Yeah, at least and enter, and it's alive when you enter it. It doesn't necessarily have to survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to. It could explode. It could. <laughs> it could just, could just be gently. I don't know. I don't know. A, a sort of medium-sized <laughs> drugged animal, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe a maybe a very. A, a, a very calm old Labrador. <laughs> uh, mm. Actually, now I've said that, I, I've sounds lovely, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Sounds yeah. nice. Mm. Bouncer, like bouncer from Neighbours. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in not particularly bouncy mood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, towards the end when it died, just before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just before it died it would have to be alive we're not getting to Jimmy Savile territory yeah. here so um, don't, I don't love the way everyone's going to me. I have not had sex with a corpse don't be disapprove of me should be disapproving of the people who've had sex with corpses though if he stuck to corpses it wouldn't would it be would it be as bad this is a dilemma if we found out just, we found out Jimmy Savile just had sex with a few dead people yeah that's all he'd done or that he had sex with some living people that he didn't want that run which is worse do you think of those no, two it's, things it's definitely worse to rape the living <laughs> than so? to violate <laughs> the dead that's that's definitely worse a dead body is just, a, reaction, just an eh? object well people are wrong if they're yeah. like, it's, quite, it's quite simple a dead body it's not it's not nice i don't think that it's should be allowed <laughs> but it's not actually doing anyone living any harm so he's uh, done well with his i'm slipping a few questions in the bbc have just asked yeah, him yeah. to ask him he's got <laughs> He's got them both right so far. He yeah. can carry on working <laughs> for Channel 4. Um, the book's good. It's a good book. I'll tell you Thank what you've done. Go on. <laughs> there should be a Shrek in it. There should be, at some point, there's no, I noticed there's no Shrek in it. You know, you're and right. You, yeah, and yeah. you could have done a bit, <laughs> either you're bumming the Shrek or. You're just walking along, and then uh, on one of the walks, the Shrek's, oh, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, David. <laughs> that's how it's, yeah, that's a Scottish Shrek. Right. Uh, just an idea. And then it was, because people like Shrek, that's what I'm saying, you should put a Shrek. People do like Shrek, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So if you put a Shrek in, I think it would just say, and then on the front cover, <laughs> it's mainly your face. But in the corner, it's just a little Shrek. Well, maybe I could do that for the paperback. <laughs> okay. And sort of now, and it, I could imagine the Shrek popping up on the yeah. side. Yeah. And now, with added Shrek, or with unadded Shrek. Yeah, and an added Shrek. Yeah. With added Shrek. It's not Shrek. It's a Shrek. A Shrek. Yeah. N now with Shrek added, that's not enough. <laughs> no, that's like the, Shreks. Because like then you a get substance. Shrek. People, like, would like, people would expect the Shrek. They, they want. <laughs> but you're getting a Shrek. Right. Like, it's not like our Father Christmas, as <laughs> yeah. opposed to. You could tell that it was just one of Shrek's helpers. I was on, I was on uh, Westminster Bridge, and I don't know if this happens every day, there was just people walking around in Shrek masks, going up to people having their photo taken and getting into the photo with them. And they looked like, they looked Are like you kids. Are sure they this really kids. happened? 
<laughs> there are kids of, I don't know if I've started noticing Shreks. Certainly, recently, people have started emailing me pictures of Shreks in things a lot. You know, when there's a Shrek on a package somewhere, they send me that going, ah. Uh-huh. And I go, yeah, I'm not going to laugh because I'm, you know, I've invented this idea. Uh, but there were like little, like four foot tall Shreks on right. Westminster Bridge <laughs> this weekend, just going up to people and saying, do you want your photo taken with us? And then having the photo taken with it. No, do you that, think that, that I don't. I think you imagine. That. <laughs> Has I anyone can't... else seen the Shreks of Westminster Bridge? No. The short. Don't say no, because you you can't speak for everyone. All I want is just the one voice going. Yes, Rich, I saw them too. They were magical. <laughs> Why? <laughs> are they? Are they? They're presumably their their children. I don't because I Shrek. couldn't see because they were had a Shrek mask. Well, chil- I presume chil- it was a mask. It might have been an actual Shrek. All right. Let's not spoil, spoil the magical illusion. Well, were they their look- hands green? Uh, no, they were just had normal. Well, they're, they're, they're not actual Shreks then. No, that, that would be a way of telling. Unless okay. they're actual Shreks wearing human <laughs> hand gloves, <laughs> which in which and I would say if you wished to if you wish to infiltrate London with your army of mini Shreks do something about the face first Un, uncannily brilliant hand makeup is not going to solve the problem alone um, I thought it was a bit weird yeah and I wondered whether I thought I thought it might be I thought terrorists might have listened to the show and thought this would be quite people liked they've, I've yeah. told them people like Shreks you yeah. know people love Shreks what would be quite a good way of doing a terrorist attack we dress up for Shreks yeah. and then go to Westminster Bridge and we can get in people's photos and then just sort of stab them and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then run away. Yeah. We take off the Shrek masks. No one knows who did it. So, no, Throw so them in the Thames. How many weeks of apparently benign Shreking about on Westminster Bridge do you think the terrorists will indulge themselves in before stab weekend? I think you just do one dry run. I might have seen right. the dry run because no one... Well, I didn't see it in the news. I reckon if some Shrek and stab some people (laughs) or get a machine gun and just start gunning people down so avoid Westminster Bridge (laughs) this weekend the Shreks are about to turn (laughs) could be but apparently your book does have me in it it does have you in it what do I do in your book you've rather revealed that you haven't read it by your deployment (laughs) of the word apparently Um, I'm glad uh, that I took a punt there might have been a fucking Shrek in it and you could have gone well there are several Shreks in it actually chapter one did you not see (laughs) it starts with me in bed with a Shrek um, uh, yes, no, that, that, you are in it because uh, uh, I, when I was the, um, uh, it's an embarrass, it's a story that's embarrassing to me because okay. I was a, the first time I met you, and I, I don't think you'll, I, I'm hoping you <laughs> won't think that the person you met then was me and you won't have joined me up to okay. that person. It was when um, it was on in Edinburgh in about on the Edinburgh Fringe about 1994. Right. And I, uh, Robert Webb and I, it was, I, Robert Webb basically just asked me to, if I'd like to do a two-man show with him. We were both students. And we were in the bar at the Pleasance and a bit drunk. And you came over and said, uh, well done to him because he'd been in a show you'd seen, okay. the, the Footlight Show. And we sort of got chatting. And I got into an argument with you about Eric Morecambe. <laughs> um, in which basically, I think I... I, I was drunkenly contending that Eric Morecambe was brilliant. Oh, yeah. And I took you to be refuting that. <laughs> I don't think you were. I, don't I think, I think I you were sort of saying that other comedians are also allowed. <laughs> and I was saying, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Arrogance of this 
Richard Herring, who thinks he's better than Eric Morgan <laughs> by trying to also be a comedian. Was, um, right. And I don't know, I, re I remember it going on for quite a long time and I was drunk, so it could have been a sort of a 48-hour diatribe for all I know. And I felt, and then it, it, was, it was some weeks before I realised quite... What an asshole I must have seemed. <laughs> wow. But I don't know if you have any recollection. I don't it. remember. I don't remember I'm much. I'm very from happy Edinburgh. to hear it. I mainly, so. I was I was drunk myself through the whole of Edinburgh. Well, you were making a fuck sight more sense than <laughs> I was. So. It would have been good if there was a there was an occasion in Edinburgh when this would have been brilliant if it turned out to be you. And I think I would have remembered if it was you at about that time where a bloke came up to me and said he was quite drunk. He said, "I've got to apologise to you. Uh, I saw you last year and I called you a cunt." And I said, "I don't remember, don't matter." And he said, oh, it's all right then, good. And then he started, he started, I was with some friends from school and we kind of had a drink, he sort of just started joining our group after, after having apologised for the previous year, called me a cunt to my face. So now we're friends now. So he started having, started having a drink and then we were sort of there for, and we talked to him quite like 45 minutes and he was getting more and more drunk and more and more unpleasant. And then he sort of started slightly being unpleasant to the girls we were with. So I said, I think you better... You better go now. I think, you know, it's been interesting to meet you, but I uh, think you better go. And he just stared at me for ages and then he went... I was right about you last year. You are a cunt. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not a cunt. I've talked to you for 45 minutes. I've been quite nice. I think you should go and find your other friends, which I said slightly pointedly, because I knew he didn't have any friends with them. Uh, but then he went away, and then he came back, and uh, he, said, he said goodbye to everyone. When he got to me, he poured a pint of warm liquid over my head, uh, which I assumed was urine. I'd made it because it was warm, yeah, yeah. and and Arthur Smith had just had some piss thrown on him by someone else. I it's assumed a bit what of he'd a done. Pissy year. Yeah. yeah, and he'd been he'd been out of the you know he'd been out of the conversation for a bit. It's like you know if you'd just gone to get some water, that wouldn't take very long. He'd been away long enough that you'd imagine he'd gone to the toilet and weed in a glass and then come back. So I actually just I, I kind of had a fight. It was one of my rare fights that I've had in my life. I had a fight with him. That would have been good if that had been you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at yeah. the end of this interview, you went. I was right. I was right. You deserve to have, and that yeah. was my yeah. piss. And and I, I've got some ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm no, not I'm very glad to say that wasn't you. That wasn't me. I, yeah. I had him in a headlock at the end of it, and I was. I was I'm, I'm terrible at fighting. You can read about this in my book. Right. This, my five fights I've had in my book, and I was sort of trying to punch the wall, but I couldn't even hit him. I was you kept of, hitting your own yeah, elbow, <laughs> doing that. And I was going, he's going, leave me alone, alone. And I said, you poured a pint of piss on my head. He said, it's not piss. It was water. And then, as if that's going to be... Oh, awesome. yeah. well, I've overreacted. It is, it, is, <laughs> it, is, it is assault. It is better. It is better though, than this water. You know, but it's water. Still... I would say, if I poured a pint of water on someone and they were beating me up and accusing me of pouring piss on them, yeah. I, I would be at pains to clarify <laughs> that it was water, not piss. But you then know, when they said... It's useless for him to say, you know, no, I didn't even imagine it. <laughs> It's naturally occurring moisture. <laughs> well, I slipped. Having been on it, the other it was side a, of this, it was I still drink, think it was, it was you. A drink I think I bought you, and I thought you had a mouth <laughs> in the top of your head. It's... You seem to be defending this guy enough. No, I think seems, it was he you. He seems very... You probably said something disrespectful about Eric Morecambe. <laughs> and, you know... I love Eric Morecambe. I wouldn't have said anything bad about him. Morecambe no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you didn't say anything bad no, about your him. Your book must be shit if that's one of the anecdotes in it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I once met Richard Herring, people going, I have got the that? same. <laughs> I can't believe you would say that to someone who's got the same name as a respected novelist. That's <laughs> not just that, as a respected. Um, uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, 
as a respected miscellaneous crew yes, in Vox. Yeah, re- on Vox, I don't know what that is. That could be the radio station. The respected late father of an Australian <laughs> opera singer. Yeah. Good. Um, and uh, you're quite into uh, science fiction stuff, I'm guessing. Oh, I think quite, quite, I'm quite Just looking at you. Thank you, thank you Comparing very much. Comparing you to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm quite into... Match, 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 match. But you were in Doctor Who. <laughs> Do you often imagine you're a robot? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like science fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were oh. in recently in Doctor Who with Amy Pond, who I like. Yeah. yeah. She's over there. I, she's, she, loves, <laughs> she, she, she loves my stuff. She comes to things and, and screams whenever her name is mentioned. <laughs> Um, it's come to that. that yeah. one. It happens um, to us all. I uh, yes, I was it. Although I didn't get to meet anyone else, it was a bit like being in Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> to be honest, I went. Yeah. I went into this room and I read. I was out genuinely. Some things. I was genuinely thinking. I've seen it. Yeah. And I know how TV works. And I was still genuinely thinking you were inside. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was just thinking, oh, that must be good being on that spaceship with all those dinosaurs inside that robot thing the makeup took ages the slow application of cardboard boxes the spraying of them silver being taught how to work all the little lights um, no I didn't I didn't even no. get to go and stand in the TARDIS or oh. anything so go to I was Doctor obsessed Who. with Doctor Who as a child yeah I bet and you know, I used to pretend. Who was your favourite? <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking. I, I'm only basing this on. I think we have a similar upbringing. Um, it's the mid-July birthday. It's very. It's true. Yeah, they're all um, into Doctor Who. The mid-July. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, oh, you see, too. Uh, my fa- my favourite memory of Doctor Who as a kid is the Weetabix did the panorama of Doctor Who, and you get little figures of Doctor Who. It was amazing. How many 45-year-old men remember that in the audience? Yeah, two. So what? It's my. It's, I'm, I'm aiming for uh, what I'm trying to do with this podcast is remember things that no one else remembers. <laughs> I'm doing quite well today, but they, most of this audience don't know that I'm trying to do that. So they, they're looking at me going, why do you keep on referencing things that I couldn't possibly know what they are? And that's so why it's I'm like doing... a, an audience, what is it, was it called a Google whack? Yeah, it's when you really got, yeah. Or what, was that when you got one thing Yeah, I think the, I What's think the, the un- naught version of a Google whack? Well, I think actually a Google whack would be good. I think my, as a comedian, my ultimate aim would be to get an audience of like a thousand people uh, and do a whole show that just makes one person laugh at everything. <laughs> and everyone else just sitting there going... And even though... And it would take quite a thing, because either I think the one person, after about ten minutes, would start to feel self-conscious. <laughs> but I'm, to that one person, I am so funny that it rises it's, above that. But equally, the 999 are all not laughing. It's you. It is. You're the one person. You're the one I that gets you. your references. <laughs> I do. Yeah, you need to be... Si- you want to be sitting in a thousand... This is your... This is that's a weird dream. A thousand people, and you're one of them. The lone laugher at your own jokes. That's yeah. like... I'm trying to divide into two people. I feel maybe we've yeah. done it here, but I'm, and when I play snook against myself, and ultimately... There was someone, someone sent me a picture of someone in a KFC in Portsmouth that looked exactly like me. And I haven't been to Portsmouth for ages and I don't go to KFC. And I think that might be me too. That has actually taken on, because I've created it, it's like that that film, and it's like uh, weird science really. And it's like that film that's an arty film out now, where a a guy creates a character who comes to life. Imagine if I've created another version of myself. Yeah. And then he comes and sees me and my dreams come true. I think we're learning a lot be. more about me than you in yeah. this interview. <laughs> <laughs> this is not working out how I intended at all. Um, so, yes, well, Doctor... I've been in an audio version of Doctor Who. 
Oh, right. Well, so, well, so was I. It's just oh, that, you know, they then... So what was the audio of it? Were you in, in the uh, same room as the Doctor? I was, in, uh, I was with Colin Baker, who I right. later insulted by, by writing in a Metro column that he was the, the worst Doctor Who. He was the worst Doctor Who. I mean, that's, not, that's not like the worst thing. I mean, hardly anyone's been Doctor Who. So it's not like there's the worst human. There's got to be a worst Doctor Who. Yeah, but if everyone I mean, had been Doctor Who, say, would still be the worst. You'd have to say... To, to, <laughs> sorry, if, well, if, if everyone had been Doctor Who, would still be well, the worst. See, you're just making the situation... <laughs> I am. You know, I, think I was trying to build bridges between you and Colin Baker. There's no way. I tried. To, I actually apologise because it wasn't that bad what I said, and I don't think that... I sometimes say things I don't mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, but because yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing to ask Colin Baker is, who do you think the worst Doctor Who is? <laughs> and if he will honestly look you in the eye and go, it, Peter Davison was worse than me, then you know, fair play to him, he can lie. But... <laughs> <laughs> who was the Doctor Who in your audio adventure? Adventure. I mean, Sorry, in, in in you did an audio one with no, the, I didn't do an audio. Oh, what you I'm saying, saying is the act of uh, doing a robot voice in a lonely yeah, all right, studio. That's all I'm saying. You, I, fuck you, David I'm, Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to get to uh, <laughs> with your success, <laughs> taking my character yeah, and turning it into. And you T- come taking out. your character um, and one of your bollocks, <laughs> and, uh, half of your DNA. Some of the things I say are not true. Um, if you uh, could have, so I've gone to an emergency question because okay. there's a real uh, I feel I really, failed when you go no, to an emergency question no it's when I, I failed I only do it when I failed I've really failed this we were going really well and mm. this uncomfortable this is nearly what? the Google whack but oh, what, but about, everyone's about the Colin Baker they just, no they just don't like because I told you to fuck off they don't they didn't right. like they th- thought that was unprofessional <laughs> Did Jonathan Ross tell you to fuck off during it? Did he go, oh, fuck no, they, off? He the... did about nine times, but they, was, they, <laughs> they edited that out. it out. Yeah. If you could have a hand made of ham... <laughs> See, I knew I'd win them back. Or an armpit that dispenses sun cream, but... Because I know you're going to start stipulating stuff, I'm going to get that... Yeah. The ham hand, it would be usable yeah. as a hand... Yeah, it would still, you know, you could, it, would it wouldn't, wouldn't make everything sort of vaguely salty and. Well, it might. You know. It might be a bit seepage. But would it, be and what I'm going to ask is, if I pick up <laughs> a piece of paper with my ham hand, will it become translucent? I think if you're going to pick up a piece of paper, just be on the safe side. Use your non-ham hand. Well, you know, you know as well as I do that sometimes it's convenient to make use of both hands. Well. <laughs> I think you have to That's... look at your hand, judge the heat. If it's a hot day, I think the ham hand would have like little sprinkles of water, you know, like yeah. it gets those little, it starts to sweat a little bit, doesn't it, ham in the fridge? Well, the, the, little, little... the little salty moisture's coming <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, surface yeah, of the ham. Today <laughs> is not a day to read my book with ham hand. I have to, I have to use a lectern and turn the pages with my non-ham hand. Or you could have a glove that you uh, a, put a uh, glove waterproof over my glove. Hand. Can you imagine this? <laughs> The stench of hot ham that would come under that, from under that sweaty glove. I wouldn't be able to concentrate on reading because my hand would be so hot. Well, that You'd is... be able to be like I'd be able to put a fried egg on it, like you know, which is actually delicious <laughs> on a bit of gammon. See, it's still the hand, the hand. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I'm not well. saying there aren't massive upsides <laughs> to the ham hand. I'm just immediately. Well, you have to take all this into account. Yeah. Uh, but you would, if you ate it. It would grow back, but quite slowly. So you know, you'd, you would. So you, I wouldn't you be able to pick anything up for how many hours after lunch? Well, I think you know, if you ate the whole hand, it wouldn't grow back for let's say a month. 
a money. <laughs> so one wouldn't fully grow back. One you'd, large you could have a ham meal, <laughs> and I'm one handy for a month. I think you'd, you'd have to shave bits of the ham off every right. hand again. You could shave it like and, and have a, it. a little slice. <laughs> yeah. But and how is grow back ham in. is incredibly Moorish. <laughs> That's one of the curses of the ham hand. This, so yeah. It's not, it's not an obvious choice. If it was, if it was um, an immediately reproducing ham hand yeah. that didn't sweat and you could eat it and it would magically appear again, who wouldn't have that? Yeah. That's not a question. <laughs> Take, there's, yeah. There is downside. You think, yeah. it's like if the genie came and said, do you want a ham hand? And you went, yes, I want the ham hand. And you should have listened. I'm being kind. I'm not... Like a genie, I'm not trying to trick you. I'm giving you all of the. So you, you, you know, you've been can... very honest with me about the ham hand. <laughs> so it'd be yeah. really cool. You could so, eat a bit of it, and it would say if you ate the little thing, a finger would grow back in a day. You could probably bite off your little finger without. I mean, how often do you use your little exactly. finger? That's how long would it take for that to come back? Like a day. All right, so you could have a, a little finger's worth of ham snack free every day, <laughs> and the only downside is making everything greasy and hammy that you ever touch. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you or, haven't heard. Or it's, your armpit would dispense sun cream. Uh, the factor of your choice. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't decided whether you could check whether you make that decision at the beginning of the when the when it's inserted. They go, it will always be factor twenty. <laughs> or, or whether you can, you can halfway through your holiday, you can go. You sort of strain a bit and up the factor. <laughs> Oh, that's a factor 40 there. Put that. Or, sorry, it's just a bit of, but, oh, uh, again, you wouldn't be able to commercially viably set yourself up as a sun cream factory because you would only be able to produce about enough for yourself and your maybe your <laughs> wife and one child. Like a bottle's worth. Uh, only uh, one uh, child. So we, where, was I'd have to, where I'd have two children, I would have to show favouritism to one child by refusing daddy's pit cream. <laughs> to one of the children saying, no, you, have to, we just, you just have to use the stuff from the shop. It's only my favourite child, my firstborn, will have my actual naturally occurring cream. I think when you have kids, you'll learn that you would you'd probably do half of each kid in your sun cream <laughs> and then <laughs> supplement then, the rest then, with the shop. And then board. buy some. Okay, but there wouldn't got... be enough to have, you know, uh, it depends how big your child and your wife <laughs> become. Yeah, right. But... Um, <laughs> I, I certainly am not in a position to predict the total surface area <laughs> of any family I should have It'll in future. It would be hard to do at this yeah, stage, but yeah. you have to take that into account. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't... It's only a, a hypothetical question, so there's no point oh, going thanks. into it. Fuck for that. <laughs> there's oh, no point. I thought I was in a real hole. <laughs> there's no point in spending a lot yeah. of time in really going into the minutiae of it. <laughs> if, if we... Okay, well, I've just got one more follow-up <laughs> yeah, okay. question. Which is in the in the pit uh, the pit cream yeah. world? Does it ever stop? <laughs> it, what, what, what? Is it? Does it only come out when I want it to, or is it constantly <laughs> leaking out? Oh, so, no, would, you would, I I think it would work. Um, I imagine it working by when you specifically move your arm like, like this, pump like a it duck. Down. You would pump. I mean, that that might mean occasionally you're impersonating a duck or something in a sketch. Yeah, and then there would some cream would go, but you maybe would have a. <laughs> Some kind of but, pad, but sanitary sort of pad a, in there. A gentle downward movement of the arm would not result <laughs> no. in any, uh, in, in any could be bodily like a, emission. There could be a nozzle on it that you could right. take off that would probably right. make it easier. Okay. 
Okay, well, I know my answer. Okay, good. It's, 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 the, it's the pit cream all the way. Cool. Isn't it? I mean, Pop, it's a popular choice. Most would, people have gone for that most now. Most people would, I think. You'd have to really like ham. I think... <laughs> I think I think, but if I'm right, I'm sure someone's keeping a note of it. There'll probably be a website set up to this at some point. I believe both of the League of Gentlemen gentlemen went for the ham hand, but everyone else has gone Did for the, uh, the sun cream. I don't think they were thinking it through. No, I don't think anyone's thought it through as, as well as you have, and I respect you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Because it shows a level of respect for the question yeah. that I think some of them, my guests, have not shown. Probably, and for the interviewer. Yeah. I'm sorry I told you to fuck off, David. That was a terrible thing. Uh, so I didn't take it personally. No, I, I just didn't take it seriously. No, to be honest. I, I, I have, I have not it. fucked up. I did. I meant it. I really meant it for a second, and then it was just. It was my own bit bitterness uh, uh, coming through. Um, this is a character I play. People say, "Yeah, I can understand your problem that people do." The minute you say something, people think you mean it. Yeah, it's fucking fucked, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, no, hmm. no. But my my brother has seen a ghost. Hmm. He says, he said he Was saw that the a question. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, you're quite right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen to me, yabbering yeah, on. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're quite right. No, because yeah. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now my subsidiary question: Has any of your siblings? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Actually, my uh, my brother's seen a ghost. Yeah, he said he he said he saw a, a weird glowing thing in when he was a student. He woke right. up in the middle of the night and he thought there was some sort of glowing presence by the sink. Does your brother have the same? I went and the drugs tap came on. <laughs> the tap came on. Yeah, he said the tap came on of its own accord. I mean, that proves it. <laughs> Well, that's it. One ghost has moved uh, Reese Shearsmith's glass across a, t a table, and one, glass, one ghost has turned a tap on. Yeah. They're not really that much of a threat, are they? I hear the, they, the... little green ghosts pose in pictures on Westminster Bridge at weekend. <laughs> uh, they're not ghosts. And uh, a supplementary question. They are the dead <laughs> Shreks of the Victorian era, <laughs> who died in terrible suffering. They were all drowned for no reason at all. <laughs> Have you or any of your siblings yeah. seen a Bigfoot? <laughs> seen a Bigfoot? No, or a, a big like a Yeti. Right. Don't be, don't, don't try. Start, and, don't start mocking the question. Don't try and be, don't try and be funny. Don't, um, <laughs> These are the no, serious questions. Serious, we'll get I, back to the ones where we were messing around when we got through the emergency questions. Yes, I haven't seen. I haven't seen a, yeah, a it's Bigfoot. It's a bad or a question because no one. They don't exist. No one's do seen it. Well, it's just like it's an unlikely one for anyone in the UK to imagine they've seen. Uh, yeah, I think the thing about a ghost is you can see one anywhere. Yeah, but it's this is a non-existent thing that's also location-specific. Do you think? Do you, do you think? Do you think it's possible to have a ghost of you even though you're still alive? Like a ghost? Because I'm wondering do you mean if a shadow. You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> you, know the, you know the bloke in the Portsmouth KFC? Yeah. Oh, he looked I a bit younger than I did, than I am. Yeah. And I wondered if it might, that might have been me. Like, maybe I went to that KFC in Portsmouth and I'd forgotten about it in, like, about 1999 and had a frightening experience of some or an upsetting thing happened. And, there's and then imprint. my spirit is imprinted on there. Yeah, I think that's possible. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's very likely. Right, how did the death of Thomas Beckett uh, affect Anglo-Papal relations in the 12th century? 
I don't really know. Oh, you've done a history. I agree. You got a two-one in history, like no, I, I got did. a two-two in history. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the difference. And you got uh, rejected from Oxford University. I did. Yeah, yeah. Bang! <laughs> David Mitchell, Neil, Richard Harry, one. <laughs> At that stage in our lives, let's yeah. not let's not take the competition any further. <laughs> let's take yeah, it up to nine nine four when I was on the radio and you were just in the Cambridge Footlights. Two nil. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go any further yeah. than that. I, I think it was it didn't it didn't help. What what didn't help? The death of Ang- uh, Thomas Beckett didn't help Anglo paper relations right. in the 12th okay. century. Well, you didn't ask whether it helped. <laughs> no, did how it did help? it? Did the death how, of... how did it affect it? It didn't help. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, it made things a bit awkward yeah. for a while between the Pope and uh, whichever king it was. Which one was it? Henry the Second. Yeah, see, I'm yeah, I know a bit. Uh, I know tricky. the basics. Yeah, I know enough tricky. for a quiz, just not enough for a two-one. <laughs> <laughs> means I couldn't be a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back to some uh, frivolous questions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When Peep Show began, we all love Peep Show, let's face it, how how much input did you have into the create? Because it seems very uh, um, rounded around you and uh, Robert. Uh, Well, it was, yeah. Was it created for you or was it it a script that was written, they said come in and do this. We'd, uh, we thought Lee and Herring could do it. They're, 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 they're a bit old they're, now. They're far too, they're ex- far too expensive <laughs> yeah. and, you know, difficult to work with. And yeah. Disrespectful views about Morecambe and Wise, <laughs> we, we've heard. Um, uh, no, it was written for us. Um, uh, Sam and Jesse, who write it, and, and me and Robert, actually written a show together uh, for, uh, for the BBC that, that wasn't ever made. Uh, but we wrote sort of a couple of scripts uh, of a sitcom. It would have been like an audience sitcom, um, you know, with, uh, in a studio with the sound of people laughing. And um, and that was... <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating. Um, and uh, we... Uh, which would have, which would, was sort of similar to, you know, it was a similar yeah. setting of, uh, to, you know, a buttoned-up guy and a more loose guy sharing a flat and not getting on. Um, and uh, that... The BBC didn't make that, and that was sort of at about the same time as uh, Channel Four were initially looking for something where they'd show clips of other TV shows, and you know, or supposedly clips of shows that that two blokes were watching, and you'd hear what they said while they were watching these clips, yeah. and then we thought, oh, maybe you'll, you'd hear what they were thinking the rest of their day, and and so actually, Peep Show grew out of an idea where it would just be two voices over clips in nice. a slightly beavers and butthead sort of way. Um, and Mystery then, Science Theatre 2000. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Except one of those was an uh, alien. Is that right? Who remembers that? Who remembers Mystery Science 3000? Yeah. Too many people. I, no, yeah, I, don't, I don't, by the way. <laughs> okay, I, I, feel, I suddenly don't understand any of the words. Like, <laughs> this must be what it feels like to have a stroke. Uh, <laughs> I think it should have been called POV, which is what it was originally called. It, it was originally called POV, and I wasn't um, uh, as in point of view. It could also have been called point of view, which would have been yeah. a problem because of points of view. <laughs> um, but 
but uh, but no, they yeah. They, I I wasn't in favour of it being called Peep Show at the time because I thought it not... sounded sexy, it... and I I didn't want to for the program to sound sexy because I think its unsexiness would immediately disappoint. <laughs> you know, Pre- Pe- presumably that was the reason they changed the name because they thought it would sound sexy. Y- yes, it was a exactly. Stupid TV, you know, they, and I sort of thought if they want it to be all sexy. Why the hell have they picked me? <laughs> you know, this is you just have a you know have a like a sexy show with lots of sexy people having sex, and the people love that. <laughs> but this is a, this is a sitcom, <laughs> you know, and you and don't you, you want people who are in the mood for comedy and things being a bit shit in a way that amuses. Um, and if you invite them in expecting porn and then they see blokes in a flat moaning, they'll be disappointed. And similarly, the, the audience that looks that wants blokes in a flat moaning in a way that's hopefully amusing, they won't turn up because they'll be um, put off by the, you know, the sort of sexy, porny sound of it. That, that was my yes. feeling, and that's why it's been a disaster. <laughs> But they, do they feel that people... Do you know... Would you know what POV means? Do you know what POV means, right? Yeah. No, that man doesn't. From porn. From porn, yeah, from porn. <laughs> so it's still quite a porn name. That just shows you how, <laughs> how educational porn can be. People, people learn about so many other point of view. That means... What you're saying is you only know about empathy from porn. <laughs> That's... When you're watching POV porn, though, sir, we'll turn it over to be about you for a second... Doesn't it put you off that the penis in the in the pornography doesn't resemble your own penis, or does it? Or do you only choose POV porn? We think that looks enough like my cock for me to be able to realistically pull this off as being something that is sort of happening somehow in reality and on the screen. Uh, not enough people know what POV porn is. So that's, everyone, everyone can go as far as POV, but they can't take the leap. To understand. <laughs> well, having shot a lot of uh, television in yeah. POV, yeah. I dread to think how, quite frankly, fiddly it would be to shoot actual porn <laughs> that way. Just the simple, the, you know, the challenge of panning down to one's own <laughs> cock yeah. would be... Don't you know, think it'd these be quite cameras good. are heavy. This might be quite good. Don't you think it'd be quite good if there was POV porn with, like, the peep show voiceover of what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> the guy said, but the real one, like going, oh, it's a bit. I hate being a porn actor. Uh, <laughs> people think it's great. People go, oh, it must be great having your cocks up all day. It isn't great. Or the great thing about a blowjob is it comes along quite rarely. It's an unexpected treat. If you have it all the time, it's like a living hell. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Or, or it would just be sort of going, I really want some heroin. When they give me the money, I'll use the heroin. <laughs> I really want some heroin. Yeah. yeah. That would be a bit bleak, wouldn't it? And then they cut to her POV. I really want some crack. When, I, when they give me the money, I'll use it to buy crack. <laughs> maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's yeah. something they'll, they'll be thinking. And I am right in thinking that you were in Bruiser with Tim from The Office. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Does he, yeah. Uh, of course, before he was known as Tim from The Office, it must have been confusing when it was going, come in, Tim from The Office, <laughs> and going, why are you calling me that? That's just your name. I think yeah. maybe from now on, I might, my idea for making things better... Might be to put Tim from the office in it. I, I think that, that's happening a lot more than the Shrek. Thing. <laughs> you know. the I Hobbit. think in many ways Tim from the office is more versatile than, <laughs> than Shrek. Shrek tends to pull focus, and a Shrek rather tends to pull focus in a way that's not always it's not always right contextually. I mean, it's always very entertaining. But that I don't know if you saw last week's Downton Abbey. Yeah. But. It wasn't when, when the Shrek died. It wasn't, 
it wasn't quite as... I don't think it was as moving as it was meant to be. And it's not because it's not beautifully written and well-observed, but I think it was, there was something about the Shrek. That... But do you think if that was Tim from The Office dying, and sort of looking think at it... the camera every now and again as he was dying, going... Uh, don't you think that would equally... People going, well, what's that man doing there? in modern-day clothes. I don't think it would have been as odd as, as, that, <laughs> as that Shrek in Downton Abbey was. That, you know. Well, When, when the Hugh Bonneville's tearful speech about, you know, oh, I can't believe my daughter, the Shrek, is no longer with us. Um, it was, it, I don't know, there was something that jarred. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How was Tim from The Officer when you worked with him? In, glad you saw him in the street today. Uh, how, how was it? How he was, was he to work with? He was very nice, actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we got on very well. Mm. But we, we don't, we, we don't socialise, really. Do so I think maybe he didn't like me. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. What he do you when he so said hello to me, when he when said hello to me today, I thought, yeah, he does, he's, there's something behind his eyes. He's saying hello, but does he mean it? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good sort of thing to go into any encounter with. <laughs> So again, is this? he just saying hello? What's this phony cunt really? I think, <laughs> I think we'd yeah. both just... We'd realised we were walking on the same bit of pavement and there was no yeah. way to avoid... It was like, gen, I genuinely... Uh, like, two days after the last uh, one of these and mm. the, the day after the uh, judgement came out, I walked past Justin Lee Collins on the Tottenham Court Road. Uh, and it's kind of... Are you sure you're not seeing <laughs> it? <was terrible>. He <laughs> was standing there amid a the great <laughs> crowd of mini Shreks. <laughs> It was definitely him, and I saw him, and he saw me, and then, like, I was in a quandary, because I didn't want to look at him, because uh, he'd just been convicted of a horrible crime. <laughs> I didn't want to look away from him, because the reason he'd committed the horrible crime was that someone wouldn't look at him. <laughs> so I was... <laughs> I had to kind of keep facing him, but pretending that I hadn't seen him. I... So you sort of, you looked through <laughs> You just blanked him. But I didn't say hello to him. But uh, Tim from the office, I didn't when I saw him today. I thought, well, he hasn't done any crimes (laughs) that I know of. I'll just say hello. I just went, hello. Back to him. But I've never met him. It was good, Bruiser. I remember Bruiser being like a really fantastic show. Am I right about that or am I wrong about that? I had amazing people in it. I had, uh, well, I haven't watched it for ages, actually. And certainly doing it, it was great fun to do. And I think we thought... Well, there are bits of this that are quite good and there are bits of this we're not so happy with. And it was very exciting to, you know, suddenly... Because it sort of came from nowhere. We'd been... Rob and I had been sort of jobbing writers, doing yeah. things like writing on the Armstrong and Miller and the Jack Doherty show. And, um, you know, and it was just much better than not having any work at all. But but then suddenly this pilot we'd vaguely been attached to and I'd not been in and had just written stuff for... They said, yeah, it's got a series, um, and no one who is in it apart from Rob is going to be in it, and you can be in it as well, and we need to find some other people to be in it. And they, that's when they cast um, uh, Tim from The Office. Sorry. <laughs> I, um, I, <laughs> I keep forgetting his real name. Uh, I want to call him Martin Freeman, but of course that's terribly disrespectful. Um, and, uh, and, um, and then we, and Olivia Coleman and Matthew Holness, yeah. and we put... Um, and it was, yeah, we sort of, oh, brilliant, sort of from nowhere. It's, we've got our big break and now we're, we're going to um, be successful forever. And then we made Bruiser and 
I don't think anyone noticed that it was on. I think <laughs> I pe- definitely watched it. But then did you? I, yeah, I did. I, I remember really enjoying it. There was, I can't was there something about ventriloquist dummy in it? Is that right? There, there was a, a series of sketches with a sort of abusive ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, and, um, it's not because Stuart Lee's wanked me off with a ventriloquist yeah. dummy that I remember that. I just remember that being. We a, did. We didn't have any scene as dark as that I've heard of your experience. Yes, yeah. So, Thank God I didn't go to that horrible Oxford University. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Um, all that, yeah. And you're fr- you know, you've got, you made friends with, you're like, it's odd, you're in a double act with someone that you like. Yeah. He, uh, so that must be an never, odd. He's never, ever tried to, to wank me off in any way at all, using <laughs> anything. And I don't know, even I thought curtain. that was unusual in interaction, not even behind a curtain, <laughs> not, you know. Well, not even disguising himself as Harry Potter or, you know. Bruiser was the alfresco of the uh, tw- the early 21st century. That's all I think. One, two people yeah, got it. I, uh, so not, I, I'm aware of it, but I'm not confident <laughs> enough of the reference. But alfresco was a, another fantastic uh, show that w- was all uh, had uh, Stephen Fry and uh, I think Hugh Laurie and Ben Elton and Emma Thompson. It was up against Brideshead Revisited, and my mum wouldn't let me watch it because she wanted to watch Brideshead Revisited. And that was in the day where you only had one TV and no videos. Can you imagine what that was like, kids? Can you imagine you couldn't even buy it on... There was no yeah. videos, you couldn't buy a video. Yeah, now, of course, you can buy Alfresco. just out wherever you like and get a copy of Alfresco <laughs> and Brideshead Revisited. And you then, can of watch them yeah. and I can give the Brideshead <laughs> to my mum and say, you watch that now! You, I'm going upstairs to watch Alfresco! <laughs> How'd you like that? I'm going to watch Alfresco on my iPad, you bitch! <laughs> I'll watch it go. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't as good as I remembered it being. Well, you know, I think we've tested the uh, patience of this audience a bit, but not enough. So, um, <laughs> not. There's a lot of. You've done a lot of things. I, you know, I thought the the Phineas and Ferb thing would uh, take longer. Um, do you think when you did the uh, Apple uh, Mac advert, in which you were the PC, yeah, and Robert Webb played um, uh, the Mac, mm-hmm. a don't think that would have been better if it had been Lee and Herring in it. <laughs> and B, and B, don't you think it was a mistake made by Apple? Because if I had to choose between a computer that you like were and the computer that Robert Webb was, based on certainly the Peep Show characters, I would be you. Well, I don't would you think based on the Pe- Peep Show characters, you would think both of these computers are terrible. <laughs> I, I, I hate these computers. But if I was, forced to, forced, to if have, I was forced to choose between <laughs> one of you, if there was someone holding me and saying, which computer do you want to use, I would have choose, chosen you. Yeah. I think Robert was a bit Because of, of, my Peep Show character vaguely got a job and, <laughs> and a sort of I think, albeit yeah. faulty moral compass. I think it was genuinely... I mean, it was good for you because they paid you and everything, so it doesn't make any difference yeah. to you. I think it was a bad badly cast from their point if they were trying to promote PCs mm. I think they would have done a bit, would have been a better advert well the trouble with it uh, I would say structurally as a campaign is that their product whether it was me or Rob playing it is the sort of goody goody one yeah. you know the not funny one <laughs> if you're going to you know jokes and selling at, at cross purposes you want to say all oh, the, the you know the Mac's all good and has got features that the PC hasn't got but the PC's is doing the jokes and and saying funny lines and and so and the, whereas the Mac character is always saying oh naughty PC character <laughs> like the female characters in Men Behaving Badly <laughs> you know and so so essentially you definitely sympathise yeah. with the 
you sit in, in a comic scenario, you sympathise with the shit computer. And you say, oh, maybe I'll buy a PC. I don't mind <laughs> if I have to keep upgrading it and it never works. You know, it's just, it's all funny and it keeps falling over. And so, <laughs> but, and it, but they're always terrified in it. They should have just made the, a character a hilarious, lovable Mac that's always getting into scrapes. And then people are sort of go, we so enjoy those little comic episodes, we're going to buy a Mac, and who cares whether or not it works. <laughs> but they're also going, no, we've got to present our product in a positive light. Well, again, even by comparing it to a PC, in a way you're saying, you're, trying to, you're starting from a point of view where you're assuming people think PCs are better. Surely, as an advertising person, it would be better to say, let's forget about the competition, let's just put our thing out there. Let's yeah. just have Robert Webb on his own, and yeah. not David Mitchell. <laughs> That would have been a financial blow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you not feel, I mean, I don't do adverts, partly because no one asks me to do them. <laughs> but also I wouldn't do them from, a, I feel well, like me and cocaine. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. But I also feel that uh, as a comedian, if you are seen to be paid to say what someone else thinks... And I mean, maybe it's not the same because you're you're, well, you're a, you're, maybe you're more feel like you're more of an actor anyway. I don't know. Well, I, I not, yeah, I would I would be more uncomfortable. I, I was comfortable with it playing a character. Yeah. You know, sort of saying, you know, I say these funny lines as someone who's explicitly not got my name. Yes. I think I, I would feel weird about doing advertising where it was, you know, uh, hi, I, I'm David Mitchell, and you know, whenever. Whenever my armpit runs out of sun cream, <laughs> I immediately reach for the, um, you know, what, I can't think of a brand of sun cream. Thank you, Amber Solaire. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. In fact, actually, that's the only one. <laughs> that's I the really... advertising chief of Amber yeah, Solaire, right, and you've just yeah, given him yeah. a fucking... <laughs> that's a free advert in one of the top 19 podcasts in the United Kingdom. <laughs> that is worth literally five pence to, to them in revenue. I but, you know, I'd happily, I'd happily play a character in a funny scene that the aim of which, you know, has clearly been paid for by an advertiser, yeah. but I, I wouldn't sort of... I just hate advertisers, I think. No offence yeah. to any advertisers in here, but... Yeah, it comes. But, uh, but funny, yeah. with Stephen Fry, who does do that, and who does basically go, hi, I'm Stephen Fry, and I drink Twining's tea. You can't, I don't mind with him for some reason. But yeah. with some people, I see it, and I go, it makes it, breaks my heart. Oh, shit, this is going out, isn't it? Uh, so, uh, we can edit that out. That'll never, that'll never get in. Um, you're not in, you weren't in the Harry Potter films. No. Why not? Well, because I thought, this is shit, I don't want to be. No, because they, because they didn't ask me. You would have been perfect in Harry Potter as some old fucking wizard or something. Thought, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've been great. Did, there must be, must be absolutely brimming with slightly twatty characters that I could play. What? How did you not get in it? I don't know. I was know. in the Harry Potter world yesterday and I was thinking a bit about you. Yeah. Just I'd do that anyway. Uh, it was there, and well, I, I thought, why is he not in it? Why is he not in it? Well, it could be it? some argumentative <laughs> hobbit or dwarf or... Yeah. Or just, you know, a, an elf with a bad back in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. What's, what's wrong they with They should put you in that stuff. Yeah, all I've been is a robot in Doctor Who, and <laughs> I didn't even get to go in the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to bring that up. I know. It's a shame thing. So I think we're going to... Um, I might just ask if anyone in the audience... Because I think the audience have had enough. Uh, oh, your, your book, by the way, the top, te the top ten books of the week. Are, I don't know if you've seen the top ten books and in oh, third place the third best-selling book is um, Miranda Hart's biography yeah. there's yeah. a few biographies out this week yeah second best-selling is Rod Stewart you're up against yeah. Rod Stewart but the best-selling autobiography yeah. this week 
is Cheryl Coles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So way more than all the others. Yeah. But David Williams isn't in the top ten. I don't know no. if you are, but he no, hasn't. I doubt he hasn't, I will. He be. hasn't sold very well. Yeah. So take some comfort from that. That's how, that's, how I, that's how I live my life, the schadenfreude of the failure of everyone else. Cheryl Cole. It's annoying, isn't it? Well, she's a... I mean, she must be a brilliant writer. We've not seen... <laughs> we've, we've not seen... I mean, I, I only know her as, as a singer and person from that show. But obviously what this shows is that she must have written just some very elegant prose. And it's, it's just... That's... You know, I know what I was going to say to you about your she book. She probably shouldn't have ever been a singer or anything. She shouldn't. She's, she's just been writing. such a good writer. She's been a tremendous loss to literature up till now. So. Do you think your book, Backstory, will ever be turned into a sort of Harry Potter-style uh, theme park on the outskirts of a uh, town sort of north of London? <laughs> that you'll Not, go in and well, there'll be a massive... When I've put a Shrek in it, maybe... <laughs> yeah. But also it would work because it's a walk and they could walk, yeah. they could go through a walk. I and mean, once they've made the film of it, yeah. they could go on a walk through the, the, the sets and stuff. It's quite good if you could write, if you could just write Harry Potter, like not that because it's been done, yeah. but Barry Potter maybe, <laughs> then it would be good. We, uh, absolutely, obviously, the, what Why we should all do be that? doing is Why? some sort of franchise like Harry po Potter. Why I mean, we do that? I well, what... what? I mean, like, okay, all right. How about the, magic, the, Shreks, magic, the Shreks of Westminster Bridge? The There's some Shreks. The, the evil Shreks of Westminster Bridge and a good wasp wizard who lives in Big Ben and has to try and has spots their plan. Yeah. And, they, and, um, and then he lives, and there's like, he's, he, he's a wasp, but he makes honey. Okay. That's I was worried the wasp living. wizard hit wasp with his cock and that's, that's why that's why I thought you were back referencing that's the first thing you can't make a series of children's books and have loads of fucking in them well it wouldn't be fucking it would just be swatting they, they, they swats wasps they fetch a lot of money those early drafts of Harry Potter with all the sex scenes yeah. before the editor went I don't know if this cross genre thing will work um uh, that's I was not gonna very, say, it's not very good the Shrek wasp thing I, I think was, we'll have to think again when I was being rude to you about your book earlier um you were for putting me in and saying, and I said it wasn't really good. What I meant to say afterwards is at least I'm in Frankie Boyle's latest book as well, but in that one I'm raped by some men or something and killed for. So right. thanks for just no, having an no. argument with you about Eric Morecambe in yours. I would hate you know because I'm not good in comedy history. That's yeah. gonna, I'm just going to be a footnote in these other things. And people will be in a thousand years time, people will be trying to piece together who so pitched Eric in, in Frankie Boyle's book. Your <laughs> I haven't read it, but there's something. There's something. Has anyone read this Frankie Boyle's second book? Whereas, that's, that's gratifying, isn't it? That's a nice... So anyone read Cheryl Cole's first? <laughs> oh, no. We yeah. just, they just don't read. These people no. are just illiterate. Um, he's not a racist. Have you any... And you don't watch ITV. You haven't read Cheryl... These people are ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks yeah. for not having me raped and killed yeah. in your book. <laughs> But maybe in the so second book, like a, uh, is it? An, I mean, ha I don't think it's. I don't think it. Don't think it's happened. No. Maybe it's. A, maybe it's a Nostradamus pr yeah. uh, prediction of the future. Yeah. Where I, I haven't read it, but I, I was just. Some, there's a review of it that talks. Josie Long has something horrible happen to her, which is a really nasty. I mean, he's basically picking on comedians he thinks are uh, being goody goody liberals. I think, and and and, then, and I don't really mind because I, li I kind of like Frankie Boyle. He's not a racist. He's a disabled. He's not a racist. <laughs> Can't sue me. Uh, but uh, that would be a more interesting conversation. We could have, at least have a conversation about that. He's definitely not a racist. It's a fucking stupid. What a stupid thing to say. Um, and then say, uh, uh, have you ever been mistaken for David Mitchell? 
that the uh, he's, this is the number one. This is the number one, David Mitchell. Oh, he's quite interesting. He's uh, he wrote. <laughs> so, sorry, he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> This is who I thought I'd booked, because yeah, yeah. I went to IMDb and I thought, well, he's get number the, one. Get the main one. He wrote The Revenge of the Boarding School Dropouts. Right. He was the producer of Copper Mountain, which is... Who's, who, who's in that one? It's a Google Whack of Zero. Oh. Jim Carrey was in it. It's one of Jim Carrey's early films, and he produced it. Oh, well, he sounds very. Have you ever mistaken for him? Successful. No. Have you ever? Gonna, yeah. Is there ever going to be a copper mountain? To, to you? you wouldn't know. You go, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I think we've tested the patient. Yeah. Um, just, I'm just going to check. There's nothing else. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was, I, I, I misquoted Jamie from London. Good breasts, he said. Oh, that's actually rather. Yeah, more... that's nice. Yeah, and then there's two like or three people who discuss your nice, future wife's breasts yeah, for a little nice while. Nice tits, good breasts. <laughs> it's a rather an odd way of putting. Actually, nice tits is a thing you say. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I don't because I'm <laughs> deeply, deeply repressed. But you know, it's, a, it's an expression, yeah. isn't it? Good rather breasts almost feels like good breasts. It's, it's, a, it's a robot <laughs> trying to be bawdy, isn't it? Well, maybe yeah. it's just someone assessing them as mammary glands, as you know, as. Child feet. It's it's like they're a good breasts. They will, be, they will be good if she has a child. They will be effective. <laughs> effective teats. <laughs> Maybe they're aliens that wish to use us to breathe for them. <laughs> you know, just sort of get good breasts. How long have we done, Ben? This Mighty seems like we've done a long time. Nine right? hours. I'm going for a world record. Tell me you press play and record on this one because I fucking I played myself at snooker at the weekend uh, in my basement and then knocked the recorder onto the floor and sat right at the end and so I played myself at snooker and commentated on it in a in a basement and then uh, didn't even have the podcast to show for it which I think is kind of funnier than making people listen to yeah. the whole thing that's quite I think boring that to me I put it I put out like me trying to explain what happened and then the one bit I've got at the end. But it's kind of funny. It's funny, isn't it, to think of me having done that. I was wearing my dressing gown, genuinely at the time. It's sort of <laughs> pointlessly, but quite seriously. Yeah. I think that you should put that in for the Turner Prize. <laughs> I, I, I was really angry that no one would get to hear. It was a really good frame. It was a really exciting frame. It was unbelievable. I tell you, the comeback was incredible. In the, it was just you got a point where even commentator one had to say, "Well, this this is definitely there's no way that the other player can come back." And they did come back. I don't want to. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Because but you can't hear you can't hear it. It doesn't exist. So you know, what am I going to do? Has anyone got a question for David Mitchell six? There's a man, gentleman there. Ah, oh, thank you. That's a good question. Have you ever tried? What a good question. I might uh, adopt that one. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock, David Mitchell? I... <laughs> I don't... It depends. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think... I think I checked. It, it's different. I, I definitely found out whether I could. Right. <laughs> and I can't. I don't think at the moment of finding out, I was actually thinking that that's what I would be doing then. But it was more like, it, it's more like determining the amount of physical, just working out what my options were. As part of the working out what my options were, that we all do with our young bodies, uh, I, I 
did, I worked, I know I can't. Yeah. So how else would I know I can't <laughs> if I haven't on some level tried? You did a sort of dry run, literally, of this. Yes, yeah. To see, and then the next week, if it had worked, she would have carried out the well, atrocity. You know, I think, you know, I might have given it a go at some point. Good, that's good to know. Uh, and was there one over there? There's a gentleman here, bearded gentleman, called John. Yeah, swear, scary, isn't it? How good I am. I did that in the front one of John Galantini. Yeah, fucking good, aren't they? Yeah, and your, did your grandma um, have... <laughs> she's dead, right? Yeah, and um, white hair. Well, underneath, well, she dyed it, but it was white underneath. But did she have blue ornaments on her, on her mantelpiece? Yeah, see? I'm good, aren't I? Yeah. That's, if you'd been here at home, you'd have, it's amazing. So, so yeah, carry on. Are you, are you going to ask about Peep Show, the, the TV show Peep Show? Yeah? Uh, are you going to ask um, whether... What, are you going to ask David whether he's like his character in real life? Because that's really bad. Don't ask that. Yeah, change it to another one. What, so what's the, what's the now new question you're going to ask? Oh, uh, rubbish. I was going to ask that. Can I tell that. you? I, I, what's, the, what's, the, what's happening in the... I, was, I, I should have asked that. New series of Peep Show. Can you tell um, us everything that happens in the new series of no, Peep Show? Because you filmed it. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say and what I'm not. Um, <laughs> right. And I, in general, um, I, it, it, I will say that it's, there is a new series <laughs> okay. that's been made and it's going to be on in the next... I don't even know when it's going to be on. Okay. Um, but it will be at some point in November. And um, I don't know. I really think... I prefer people to watch the episodes and find out what's in them as, you know, then. But if you just told us now, we wouldn't have to watch them. We could just... Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to watch them anyway. If, if, I kind of want to know what watching, happens, but... If watching an episode of Peep Show is a really <laughs> tedious way of downloading the, the fictional facts therein, <laughs> then I'd say, you know, don't worry. You can, it'll be all on Wikipedia afterwards. Or, or just learn about to, things that really happen. If, if it's not, if the process of, of learning the information isn't enjoyable in itself, it's, it's, it's pointless. I tell you one thing that happens in it. Uh, then Dobby might be moving in because I saw a clip on the Jonathan Ross show. Oh, you, yeah, you're right. Dobby yeah, might uh, be moving yeah. in. Mark wants Dobby to move in and, and he then, wants Jeremy to move out. And then um, the Robert Webb one has gone out and he bought some lentils and, he, um, and there's some cat food and there's some reason why that... It's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> That's, don't need to watch yeah. it now. Don't need to watch it now. That's yeah. it. That's done. Uh, one more question. Don't make it rubbish. Make it good. Well, yes, sir. Or madam, if you'd... Yeah, you. That's it. I think you're a man. I can't see. You sit very young. Yeah. How, what, have you got your birth certificate? No, okay. How... What's your question? <laughs> so I'm not going to have sex with him. Why are you... <laughs> Just checking he was allowed to be in the theatre. There were rules. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love it when there's conflict in it. I have to, um, I have um, to uh, repeat the question, otherwise the oh, people sorry, at home yeah. can't hear it. Yeah. David! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the key to success is so you don't end up like the self-indulgent, long-haired bloke next to you? Do they, does that mean you? <laughs> um, I don't think that's... I just like to say, Richard, I don't think that's fair. No, I don't. No, um, uh, I don't know what the key to success is. The key to success... I'd like to know, I think. Um, <laughs> so, if I knew, I don't think I'd say. Yeah. How many I... times have you played yourself at snooker in your basement and put it out? How many people do you think would download that if you did it? Because about 2,000 people 
<laughs> yeah? In the kingdom of the men who play themselves at snooker in a basement, the one cued man is king. <laughs> Got nothing else, have you? You can't come back. And even if you do, I'm going to edit it out and have you going, eh, hey, rabbit. Richard, I'm rubbish. I'm sorry I dare challenge you. Please forgive me. <laughs> Nothing else? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they've really uh, taken me quite seriously today. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to listen back to this one and see whether I need to, you know, have a long, hard think about my life, the things that I think are abusing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you had a nice time, David? It's been I've, lovely. You've I've had a lovely you time. You know what? Yeah. I have really nice people. Everyone who's come on this is really nice. I think the key to success, young man, you can learn, just be a nice person. And don't be bitter and angry about stuff. And if you are bitter and angry, just sort of kill yourself young. And <laughs> but then kind of people will think, wow, he was good. Remember that guy? He was, in, he was a maverick in... Just don't live to 45. That's the thing. If I died when I was 37... People would say, do you remember him? He was amazing. But I, the problem is, I lived. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to my guest, David Mitchell. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Richard Herring's Let's Square Theatre Podcast. With me, Rich Herring, and my guest, David Mitchell. It was produced by Ben Walker. The music is by Pest. Thank you to Orange Mark and everyone at the British Comedy Guide and Ian Tunes and everyone at his tunes on iTunes. This is a Sky Potato and Fuzz production. Hooray! See you in a couple of weeks with Dave Gorman. Bye! How'd you like them Sky Potatoes? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to my podcast. It's free. I'm, I'm a nice guy. If you feel like giving something back, there's lots of things you can do. Go to gofasterstripe.com and you can buy DVDs and books. You can come and see my tour, Talking Cock. Uh, go to richardherring.com and click on the poster and you'll get all the tour dates for that. Coming up, there is uh, Aldershot and Newbury in November, then it's all in the new year. Uh, producer Ben is working on Pappy's Flat Share Slam Down with the uh, Comedy Award Losers, Pappy's Fun Club, oh, there's called Pappy's now, uh, and David O'Doherty and Celia Pocola in the first episode, which is out on Wednesday, the 23rd of, or the 4th, of October uh, and it will be then on the internet forever so the date is relevant um, and uh, yeah do come and see uh, the next podcast is uh, Bonfire Night it's Guy Fawkes will be celebrated uh, along with Dave Gorman and there are tickets available for that then Adam Buxton and Russell Had in the next two do book ahead for all of these they're selling very well thank you goodbye <laughs> <laughs>